0: Welcome back to Leadership Blocker. This is for entrepreneurs, for small business owners. I interview some of the best influencers on the freaking planet, industry experts, all to get you the knowledge you need through this ridiculousness that is entrepreneurship, business ownership. All, all, I mean, the pitfalls are endless. You can't convince me otherwise, but when when I'm not interviewing people, I am documenting the journey and I'm talking about things that I've learned or things that I've experienced or things that I know can help you. But today's guest, or my co-host is, is a better way to put it, is none other than than my wife, Anne, who is a director for a nonprofit that helps veterans become business owners or helps veterans who are business owners kind of take it a little bit further. And she could talk about it as well, but she deals with entrepreneurs like all the fucking time. Like that's all she does. And she's not one, but she's married to one and then she's surrounded by them. So her angle is going to be really Really interesting, and I'm just like, you know what? Do you want to be on the show? More like, do you want to come to the office, two feet away? Yeah. So we're going to talk about it. It'll probably be over, you know, two to three episodes, but we're going to talk about some of the the most common things that she sees, so you can know if you fall into that category, and maybe we could troubleshoot it a little bit and see if uh, there's any way we could help, or there's any way you can avoid going down some of these same bad roads, so to speak. So, and. Hi, can you introduce yourself?
1: I think you did a pretty good job of introducing me, but I'm Ann Cardona and I work for Bunker Labs and I'm the Director of Entrepreneurship, but specifically for our Veteran in Residence Program, which is a six-month incubator that we partner with WeWork on and we give military connected community free office space and a cohort to collaborate with and work through their, their problems give them access to resources and try to help them move the needle in their in their journey during their time with us.
0: So how many hours a day do you spend talking to entrepreneurs?
1: Uh, probably half my day uh, is, is spent either doing one-on-one conversations or I'm listening in on the huddles. We have 24 huddles on any given week. Nationwide? Uh, nationwide. They're about members in each of those and so I'm I'm listening to those those eight folks in the cohort um, talk about their journey or sometimes I'm doing one-on-one conversations with them and even our volunteers are entrepreneurs so staff members are entrepreneurs so I I am I guess it's more than half my day I'm, every 24 hours I'm I'm talking to entrepreneurs even my husband's an entrepreneur <laughs> yep. can't get away from it
0: so that being said you have to get tired of hearing the same shit i mean i'm assuming at this point your pattern recognition is probably very significant you're able to to kind of be like yep i know i know the stage that this person's in or i know so and so is going through the same thing and he's in atlanta and she's in la or whatever it may be but you you have to probably gather a lot of the same Issues, so to speak, that are plaguing some of these aspirations. Uh, some of these business owners have.
1: There's quite a few patterns, but I'll tell you the one that's top of mind, and it seems like this is planted, but it's not. It just so happens that the the number one thing that I see almost across the board. There's maybe like five percent of the entrepreneurs, probably less that do this well or do it at all is personal branding.
0: And what do you mean? Like tell me some of the questions or tell me some of the, the things that that are getting in the way of it or preventing them from doing it?
1: So I'm working with military connected community. Probably 90% are, are veterans and we've got 10% that are military spouses and dependents. But I know from experience as a an army veteran that you don't promote your personal brand, you don't promote your social media pages when you're in. When I was in, it was actually really discouraged for OPSEC reasons. And so you learn to be really private with that. And I think it's a shift to want to be public with it. So it's not something that's a habit. It's usually the opposite. So at
0: the same time though, every one of us, when we get out, we're like thrilled to be out the entire premise and the excitement and and all of it is that you're now like free. So just because you're not used to it doesn't mean it's not what you've desired the whole time anyway. Like I could do and say whatever the fuck I want or now I could represent myself. So like, I, and I think I understand the challenge, but like, what do you see?
1: Yes, and that may be true on some of their very personal pages, but I would say again, 95% of the businesses that are, coming through our programs and that are around me don't don't leverage it for their business. They think about it as, okay, well, maybe I need to do some Google ads. Maybe I need to do marketing. And understanding the difference between paid marketing and personal branding is, is just something that's not understood and the value of it. Like what is the ROI on personal branding? They just, they don't see the value of it. And so they don't spend time on it. It's an afterthought.
0: Do you know the value of it?
1: Oh, I am exactly the same boat as them. I tell them all the time, I get it. I live with somebody who does this for a living. I've seen the impact. I don't have my own business, so it's not quite as important to me as it is for them. But for anything, for, for me, for the program, I most certainly could be doing more on LinkedIn. But I think when you haven't tasted the success or you've put out a post or two and you're like, okay, what did that do for me? It's not immediate, and I've had somebody just the other day that said, "Tell me how I can make a post and the whole world will listen." That's what they want. They want like, "Give me the secret sauce. I'm gonna make this post, and then it's gonna go viral, and and then I'll get, you know, then I'm gonna get after it." And that that's what they want.
0: And what the hell do you? Well, you're really good at not being judgmental about comments like that. But <laughs> like, doesn't don't you know
1: though? Yeah, I told him. I said that. Th- that is not possible. That's not even, even for the best influencer, that's not always going to happen every post. It's, it's about consistency and building that, uh, documenting your journey. Like y- you have to have some type of presence and it's going to get you somewhere. It, it may not be 20,000 people viewing your post, but it may be a couple hundred and there may be a couple clients in that couple hundred. There may be a couple partners and maybe a couple resources, but it's free. It just takes some of your time. So just why, especially my B2B businesses, even my B2B businesses don't use LinkedIn. Some of, I have some companies that don't even have a profile, which is a little baffling to me.
0: I don't think that's the worst thing, not having a company profile. No,
1: no, not a personal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not a personal LinkedIn profile. No personal branding.
0: I see. So you said maybe hundred people see it. And 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 two people will be you know whatever. But maybe it's someone who wants to buy the product. Maybe it's someone who is interested in the service. Or maybe it's someone who's like, I will continue to follow Anne. But what do you say to someone who comes to you and says, "Yeah, I tried it," and you're like, "Oh, what would you do?" And you're like, "I posted once, and they got one like, no comments, and uh, and and that's it. They're basing their decision off that sample size. What do you say then?"
1: It's just like anything. It's a long game, and. You have to do it consistently, which I have learned from you, like it, three times a week minimum. You, you have to give it a try. It's like um, if they were going to try to sell their product, they went out to a pop-up shop or to a farmer's market, they brought their product, they made two sales. Does that mean they're going to close up their shop and be like, oh man, only made two sales. There's no way that's going to work it's it's the same thing a lot of these companies are in it for for the long haul they're like okay i'm going to try a different farmers market or maybe i'll try a different way to a different spot in the farmers market and they're going to try again now if you try after a few times maybe then you might think okay maybe i'm doing something wrong or maybe this isn't the right the right message maybe people just aren't interested but that's another reason to use LinkedIn, I, I tell them is you'll you'll also understand your customer and and understand the marketplace better. If what you're saying is not resonating with anybody or very few people, then you need to start thinking about that.
0: don't you think it's interesting that this is the number one thing that people complain about but don't do anything about but
1: yes, and that's why it's absolutely because I hear it i not I'm not bringing it up. They bring it up. They say, you know, we're like, what do you need this week? We always ask them, what do you need this week? They're like, especially with COVID, they're like, I don't know how to reach my my customers. I don't know how to network. I don't know how to do these things because everything's shut down. I can't go to these mixers. And we're like, well, have you tried LinkedIn? And they're like, no. So we'll try it. And then two weeks, three weeks, a month goes by and they come bring up the same thing. And I said, well, did you try LinkedIn? No, I, I haven't. But is there anything else? Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hire somebody. Somebody wants it, but I'm gonna hire somebody to do cold calls.
0: <laughs> it's
1: like you're gonna pay somebody money to do cold calls that is not you that doesn't fully understand your business, but yet you're not willing to go on LinkedIn and just talk about your business yourself. Like that just baffles me.
0: It seems like such a big issue, but the reason it continues to come up is because. They literally recognize that it's important, and it's like if you keep bringing this up as one of the most important things collectively across all these huddles or whatever, and it doesn't just take the fact that it's branding out of it. Let's just let's just say it's negotiations. Like let's just say every day you're like, if you were like rich on this episode, like people don't know how to don't know how to negotiate. Everyone's always giving discounts, or everyone's always giving it away for free, or everyone's always being like, oh, you know, they kind of paused when I told them the price, so I said I'll give you two for that much if it was negotiations, they recognize it's the most important thing. Like you recognize, like I'm getting flooded with these and it resurfaces every couple of weeks or whatever. What does it say to you about these entrepreneurs as far as taking action on the things that are most important when it's the thing that they're trying to avoid the most?
1: That is the million dollar question. I just cannot figure that out. So if anybody has suggestions (laughs) on how to motivate somebody to give personal branding a try whether it's on LinkedIn or whether it's on Facebook or wherever i mean just try to just try to do it i'm trying to set up an accountability group so that maybe if we have some if we all work together on it that it you know take a challenge and that that cuz i think if they tasted the success then they would be more apt to do it again. Again, if somebody happened to be struck by lightning and they had their first post got 100,000 views and they got, you know, unreal engagement, do you think that person's going to do it again? Hell yeah. Hmm. Then they're going to be motivated. But I think it's because it's slow. It's not like where if you do a paid ad, you see all these views, you get all these big metrics that feels good. It's like, oh, I did all that. And how much time did it take them? No time. It's still a minimal amount of time, but they don't see that, they don't get that instant gratification. And so I think that's why having an accountability group or something where you can look to your left and right and or having somebody who's a little bit ahead of them that said, hey, like I was where you were three months ago and I've already gotten 10 leads. Like, so if you just keep at it for a couple more months, you're going to get there. I think that's probably what they need, but I certainly have not... I've tried to give them testimonials, I've tried to like, you know, tell them, but I think until you personally taste it and see it, it's it's just not you don't get that gratification. And when you're thinking about so many different things for your business and they're trying to improve their products and they're focused they really want to focus on marketing and like selling and and doing those Google ads that's selling selling selling, focusing on personal branding is just it just it's not as sexy, it's not immediate gratification. And it's confusing too. There a lot of people, actually, one of the comments I get is like, where do I even start?
0: Well, um, I'm shaking my fists positively because this is a perfect way to wrap up. And this was not planted. Like literally I'm plugging in her microphone before and she's like writing down notes. Cause I was like, let's just talk about the things that you hear the most. Well, look, I mentioned in the last two episodes, Eliza, myself and the team, we put together a 21-page take-action personal branding guide. Like literally, it's it's for this. It's for everyone. Anne's describing right now. If you have no idea what to say, what categories or what types of things that you should be talking about, how to show up personally or professionally. If you don't know what medium, like maybe you're like, fuck social media. I want to do a podcast. Maybe that's your thing, or maybe you want to write. We also talk about the platforms that are gonna you know cater to those things. We've spent a ton of time doing this. I already told you last a couple times, the price is 99 bucks. But if that's going to get your personal brand in the right direction and you unafraid and out of the closet to be like, here's who I am, here's my why, here's the purpose of the business, I'm going to start connecting with people in the absence of all the mingling you think you're going to do at all the networking as if it's going to come back completely normal, then it's literally for you. So just hit us up, DM me, info at richcardonamedia.com. You could email us there or anything like that as well. But And thank you. We're going to come back uh, to the next episode. We're going to do probably two more of these and see what are the common things that are coming up in entrepreneurs. But look, this was not set up, not planted. Personal branding, for whatever reason, is one of the easiest, easiest things to just get like completely paralyzed about. And this is one of those things also where I now feel like, I'm just going to say, it, this is my expertise. But it wasn't like this. I was confused. I was super confused. And can tell you, I made this corny Facebook video of her working out at a gym when we lived in Blackstone, Virginia for a few months because I was like, I guess I'm going to do action films or some shit until I started figuring out the value of people once their value is actually put out into the world. So do you have any closing thoughts on the topic we talked about before we wrap up and and set up for another one?
1: You know, after talking this out here and having a therapy session about like why I can't get people to go on LinkedIn and give it a try. I do think it's two things. I think number one, some people don't see the value. They don't even want to waste time really thinking about it. And two is they don't know how to get started.
0: <laughs> my, our daughter just ran in here. I wish the camera was on. Our dog ran in here and then our daughter just ran in here. And my aunt is looking like, oh my God, what have I done? But it's, a, it's perfect. Uh, everything caters to impatience. Okay. Everyone wants results because you could do anything you want. If you want to watch Frozen tonight, you know it's going to happen instantaneously. You know if you want to listen to a song in the car, you got to plug in your phone and then you'll be good. You know all the things that you need to do in order to get it done as fast as possible. Unfortunately, that's not how freaking business works. Just think of how your impatience is actually going to take you more time. So we're going to end there and we will be back next time. Thanks for joining.